Welcome to the Hope on the Hard Road podcast, where you and your family can find community, find encouragement, and find hope for the road ahead. Speak encouraging words to one another. Build up hope so that you will all be together in this. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Today we continue our conversation with Danny and Becca Bowman, author of Can't Steal My Joy, The Journey to a Different Kind of Brave. Let's listen in. So, you know, as we're looking at, you know, in life, um, what you guys are dealing with right now, um, how do you handle the ongoing stress of medical emergencies and, and all of the hospital stays? I know you guys just had a, a recent bout with needing to go to the hospital. How do you guys handle that? Each one of you? Well, Eli has been thankfully much less emergency. There's been a lot less emergencies around him than we had with Titus. Um, but I, I have a very, uh, man, when I know that we're getting ready to be admitted, I need to go throw a little fit first. I have to like go to my room and just throw a fit because I feel, I just, I hate it. I absolutely hate having to take my little guys to get poked and prodded and do all the things, even though it's necessary. Um, and it's emotionally taxing, but I know every time we're given exactly what we need to get through that moment. And so, you know, for the one, the thing you're referring to, Kristen, is, is his latest treatment. We were getting his treatment done. So he goes into the hospital every other week for treatment and, and his infusions, the day is usually about an eight hour day. Mm -hmm. Um, so they're long and I can get, you know, some days it's like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I don't like that. This is a regular part of our everyday schedule. And, uh, you know, there can be really hard days like last Tuesday when he, and I can't imagine, I'm sure it is, you know, he can't tell me how he feels. Um, but that day he just lost it. He, he became so full of rage and we wound up at the end of our infusion on the sidewalk outside with him just raging for a long time. (laughs) And, you know, I know you guys probably understand that because it happens to a lot of us, but it's those moments where you're like, I can't do this anymore. I'm so done. Um, and then all of a sudden you keep doing it (laughs) and you, you get him in the car and you get home and you, you know, get dinner and take a bath and reset and you do it again. Um, there's just this, uh, people call me superhuman sometimes. And I'm like, so not superhuman. I just have this really incredible God who keeps filling me with enough strength for right now, for this moment. Um, and it's been hard for, I think a lot of families and I feel it because with COVID, they don't let both parents in anymore. Mm. So for the last two years, I've had to do all of these appointments with just Eli. And I, I hate that because I just, Danny misses out on where we even, we changed where we infuse. He's never even been to the center where we have, we do our infusions and you know, I'm like, someday I'm just going to break him in there and <laughs> sneak him in so he can meet the team. Um, so I'm sure that's something that others have felt too, is just that you used to be able to do these things together. And now 
it's on one parent to go um, do them, but the extra stress of that. Yeah. Yeah. But I honestly, our team has just been incredible. The medical team that cares for Eli, um, everybody seems to understand that he's this little miracle <laughs> that walks in every, every infusion. And the fact they get excited about reporting that he's still mobile. They're like, uh, you know, client came in fully mobile, independently mobile and um, ambulatory on his own or whatever the fancy words are. And it's just, it's so cool. So they're hard, they're very hard, but I, I do see God giving us enough strength to keep going and to keep doing. And then I know to call Danny and say, dinner's just not happening tonight. Grab pizza. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh. No, totally. I know that, uh, you know, our life's similar that all routines can get thrown out of whack so much and really affect things and, and being a team, you know, together and what's going on. I can't imagine not being able to go to the hospital together. Cause I know so many times IEP meetings and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, being there with each other to support. Cause it, man, it's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, also really enjoy that. You know, you realize that people are watching what you're seeing and, and crediting God with the, with what's going on. I mean, he puts us through some really challenging roads. There's no doubt about it. And, um, you know, in that challenge, you, you run into people that don't have the same hope we have and it's opportunity and you realize, you know, our, our kids are there and sometimes the best light in this world, they are to be able mm-hmm. to show people, you know, just who God is. Um, you know, you mentioned the medical journeys affecting your, your um, family. How is, uh, you know, walking with your son affected your ability to go to church or take vacations or, you know, holidays? Yeah, we, we don't do any of that, hardly. <laughs> um, so we do our best, I should say. Let me rephrase that. Um, so with church, you know, we're part of a church plant. Uh, we're a little over a year, so we're, we're really not a church plant, if you will. Um, but, you know, I'm in charge of all the AVL. I'm the director, so, you know, I got to get there early, get everything set up, and stay late to tear it down you know and Eli has a fear of school <laughs> he hates going to school <laughs> for the first part and then he loves it when he's there it's just he doesn't want to get away from mama so um but you know it's hard to get him to church and when he does you know he doesn't like the music or um something may set him off so grandpa or whatever is hanging out with him in the foyer and they're walking around the church area you know because we're in, in the high school. So it's been challenging, you know, because Beck and I, we've always been part of ministry together ever since we graduated college, you know, being children's pastor, youth pastor, or whatever. And and now we're, we're trying to navigate these last two years. How do we go to church as a family, you know, with someone with special needs? And that's kind of Becca's heart is trying to mend those gaps of how do we get, you know, a child or an adult with a disability included into the general public, if you will, in the church. And it's not easy, you know, and the vacations, you know, we don't take family vacations. We just can't because if we slow down on a freeway, he doesn't like that because he doesn't know what's going on, you know, because he can't see. Um, So things are like that. Um, So Beck and I go on our our little getaways, but um, we just stay to the routine. He's all about routine. He likes his routine. He knows what's happening. And that's just comfort. You know, he knows grandma and grandpa's house at one place, grandma and grandpa's house at the other place. That's his vacation. He loves that. 
Um, but it's been tough, you know, our whole life is not like a typical family where they can go on vacations and, and experience things. Um, you know, holidays, Christmas is not like a typical family either, you know, you like can only handle so much noise and so much things. So it's been a challenge. But the cool thing is, is we take that challenge and we look at the good, you know, there's a lot of cool things that have happened um, in the midst of those hard times, you know, going back to Becca, you know, Eli's throwing a fit on the sidewalk and her phone's missing. Well, where's the phone? Well, the phone was behind a wheel of the car next to our car and the person stayed in that car for just watched Eli throwing fits and didn't and leave. If, <laughs> if they would have left, it would have destroyed her cell phone and yes. they didn't, you know, Becca was able to go grab it. I mean, just little mir- victories and miracles that we see God's working in those ways, you know, it's it just little things that we can celebrate. So, you know, I really appreciate that. Cause I know with our daughter, you know, that um, it's really made life simple, but then you start appreciating it's people. It's all about people. Mm-hmm. For us, a, a fun day is, um, you know, taking her to say go shopping in Costco and, and her, her mindset is to go and make friends. Like, <laughs> goes into the store to go make friends and we go up and I basically say sometimes the people tag you're it she <laughs> make friends and you're the designated friend today so here we are <laughs> but yeah I mean you you look at life differently you know you we we look at like what our plan was and it's not it's not what God had in mind you know here I'm not even coaching anymore and so forth but in reality I am and and we are, you know, in terms of trying to coach people and help them in life and so forth like that. And you you just embrace what you have and you realize, you know, like you just mentioned, the the holidays, those vacations, we don't do that. And you can get stuck and be discouraged and down and all that, or you can, you know, shift gears and say, okay, so what do we have and how are we going to define life and how are we going to, you know, embrace what we have and really appreciate your attitude towards that. Cause you know, I think that's so key to anyone that's listening is how do you embrace the tough? How do you embrace the stuff that's a struggle um, and, and, and kind of pivot on that and, and make it something, look for the hope in it and look for, you know, the direction that God's taken you as a family and, and the people along the way, which is the most important thing. I found myself, um, I still find myself doing this. Danny can attest to this, especially as the holidays come along, but I just have all these expectations and hopes and, um, you know, I get spun up in the disappointments that I know are already going to happen because we don't have a life like that. We just don't. Um, I'll plan for summer vacations and hope that they'll happen and then we'll have to cancel them last minute over the same exact thing every time, because it's like, we just keep hoping that maybe it'll be different and then it's not. And I, I learned this really early with Titus's journey, but it's something that I just have to keep reminding, keep learning is that we can so often let those bitter moments of our past or those scary what ifs in the future steal from our present moments. And for me, when I find myself soaking in a present moment, you know, I might be home with Eli while the rest of my family is at an aquarium enjoying a fun trip that kids can see 
fish and experience things that I know my son would be having a meltdown. And so we chose not to go, but I'm having a little pity party and really bummed out that we're missing something again. And then I'd miss my son wanting to read a story with me and just his face lighting up because he gets to snuggle in next to his mom. And like, he's having the time of his life that day. Mm. Right. And so I, I've had to learn to be present and be right here in this moment because I can get there so fast, right? Just get, this is not fair. (laughs) And I'm so disappointed again, you know, we just keep getting gypped, but really we have some treasures that a lot of people aren't slowing down enough to discover that we get to discover. Mm, You nailed it. It, Mm -hmm. this life is so much about being present Mm -hmm. and so much about seeing those small moments that are really huge for our kids and for us. I, I love that you shared that Becca. Um, you know, another thing I was thinking about as we were talking about church, I know that you are working towards more inclusion. And so I'd love for you to share that. Yeah. Um, it is such a work in progress, especially with the church plant, right? Cause a church plant, everybody's in need, all the resources are needed. We have, um, Thankfully, we have a church whose heart is there. They see the need for it. It's just the actual walking out of the steps that are so hard. And we just met last week and had a really fantastic meeting with some action steps. I'm going to be doing a training with the with all, people in all areas of service. So, so whether it's people who are serving with Danny with the sound or insecurity or the hospitality team, children, youth, they're all we're all doing a, a a training day. And so I get to be part of that and share a vision of just having a culture of belonging at E3 at our church. And just foundationally, this is what I have really believed for years, even before we knew we would be special needs parents, God planted this just desire in my heart to see church be accessible for people of all abilities. And I believe it's more than just having a disability ministry where they're funneled in and served in ways. It is expanding, breaking open the body of Christ, this church, so that whoever wants to come be a part of it can be a part of it in whatever way they want to be a part of it. Just like we all get to do when we show up and say, well, this is how we want to be a part of this. You know, Um, I want to, that's my dream to see it that accessible. So um, I'm excited for what's ahead. Eli's kind of our guinea pig at our church. He's the one that's very clearly, you know, the person who needs extra help and um, support support around him. But I just have such a bigger vision than just our little family getting served. I, I see, for one, I just see Eli adding to the body of Christ in ways that nobody else can. And that if he wasn't there, they, they're, they'd be missing him right? They'd be missing something really important and special. They could be learning about God by interacting with Eli. And then on a grander scale, I see so much potential in our church and in churches everywhere of opening up and seeing people who have just, I I don't know how to explain it. I, I guess my eyes have been opened so much more to who God is through brokenness. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we try to like fix brokenness so fast, but when we can just open the doors and say, come on in, <laughs> like it's not even doors, like just a community, just be part of community and, um, be able 
to be friends and and have access to you know all the things that people would want to be a part of. I, I think it's a lot of work. Um, I was thinking about this for me personally last week when we met with our church. It took a for me, it took showing up again after a lot of disappointment, um, to be frank, you know, and I'm not saying anything to you guys that I haven't shared in this meeting, but there was a point where Danny and I are kind of like, is this the right place for us? We have not been able to attend church as a family yet, like regularly. And that's hard because that's not who we are. We like to go to church together regularly, but I'm home with Eli half the time because there's no help with him or resources for him at church. Um, you know, and it's just, sometimes I think as special need families, we can just shut down enough that we don't want to keep trying. Yeah. And we yeah. think, why do we keep trying this? We keep getting disappointed. We keep feeling shunned. We keep feeling, um, like we don't have a place to belong. So why do we keep putting ourselves through that? Let's just stay home. Church is super easy online now. Like we're <laughs> golden. We're going to stay in our PJs, you know? And so I can, I can so see how easy it is to get to that point because I have gotten to that point and to show up again and say, no, we really do need to belong here. Not just because we need you, but you guys need us. Mm -hmm. We're not complete without those families with disabilities. We just aren't. We need those people to be in our faith communities. So anyway, it's, it's a, a work in progress, but it takes people like us and, you know, adults with disabilities take some continuing to be brave and courageous to show up to help teach the rest of us who maybe are getting it way wrong <laughs> to learn a different way. That's right. I love it. I love it. And I love to, um, I did catch on your Instagram, Danny, you holding Eli and mm-hmm. being sort of what we would call backwards church, where you're at the end of church doing the breakdown mm-hmm. and he's just enjoying that you know, rocking your arms and listening to music or, you know, people talking and, um, you know, that inclusion factor is, it's so important. It's so important for our churches to step up to this and step into this and, and God calls us to it. So thank mm-hmm. you, Becca for sharing because it's just huge. Yeah. Oh, I love that you guys are on that mission too. It's so cool. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, as we're, as we're looking at, you know, just this entire journey that you guys have been on, what are some of the things that you both have learned along the journey? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everything's changed. Uh, Man, that's a, that's a very difficult question because I feel like if you were to see us 15, 20 years ago, we're very different than we are today. Yeah, our personalities are very similar, but I feel like we've grown a lot in a lot of areas. You know, I'm a lot more patient than I used to be, I would think. I don't know. Maybe Becky can say otherwise. But, you know, I was very competitive as a young coach. You know, I'm at year 17, but my first few years, winning's everything. Now, yeah, great. You win, wonderful. But what did we learn from this? I mean, it's just a whole different mindset of winning's great but it's not everything. I mean, not everyone can win. So how do we learn from, you know, mistakes or how do we learn to get better at something? Um, And that's kind of like the same thing, you know, I don't know, just random things like Eli doesn't sleep through the night. So he gets up, you know, 
11.30, midnight, one, two, three, four, depending on when he decides, hey, I'm ready. Um, but you, you can either get so frustrated or you can embrace the moments of, I'm so excited. I'm going to go curl up in the same bed with you and just cuddle you and we'll sleep through the, to the morning, you know, and I love doing that every night or every other night we switch off nights <laughs> and um, it's just a great opportunity where I can be with my boy who is, could be terrified to sleep through the night where he has mom or dad knows he's completely comfort mm-hmm. and comfortable and loving and just sleeps. And you're there like, yes, this is my son that I am protecting from whatever he's scared of, you know, and it's just awesome. And we sleep, you know, schools, oh, we got to get to school, you know, it's like, but the opportunity we have where we can just kind of have little things like that, learn things of, it's a different perspective than go, 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 go. It's more of, okay, let's enjoy this moment. You know, like Becca was saying, you know, she gets frustrated or irritated that she can't do this, this, or this. And I'm like, well, read him a book. He loves that. Or we're going to go to the park or go on a walk. I mean, that's his vacations. You know, it's just a little different mindset. It's hard to explain if you're not in that situation. But um, that's kind of what I've, what I've learned is love the experience, love the time you have. And that's what I'm instilling on my athletes here at this institution is where are we at here? How are we loving now? How are we creating this community and family? How are we supporting each other? And how are we glorifying God with what we're doing? And winning will happen. So it's been great. I think for me, probably one of the biggest things I've learned is, um, I guess it's a big perspective shift. I find myself almost sometimes thinking I'm kind of sound a little crazy because my perspective shift has shifted so much that I'm not as um, taken out by circumstances or by, you know, like, just, just our own family storyline of losing Titus, you know, it doesn't take me out because I see a bigger picture. I see a bigger story at work that we get to be a part of. And I see God's kingdom. (laughs) Like my perspective shift is on his kingdom and how we get to enter into that. And it's just every day. It's um, almost like an anticipation of what we get to be part of that day like waking up and I spend some time journaling and praying. And it's like, what do we get to enter into today? How do we get to be a part of God's big story today? And that's something that I really started to shape. God started to shape in me when Titus was getting very sick. And, you know, I was having to surrender these circumstances out of my control and not let them rip my emotions all over the place because but, you know, there's something so much greater and deeper that surpasses our circumstances. And so that's been my, probably my biggest shift is that I'm not so about what's in it for me, what's next, you know, planning and doing all the things. And then now it's um, the anticipation of what I get to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So love both of you guys, you know, I mean, if there's a message coming through very loud and clear, it's the the perspective switch that. uh, taking place in your guys' life through this and, and, and turning it into hope. I mean, that's kind of the whole thing that we're looking at. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to talk to, to you guys about this and see that, uh, how God's worked in your lives, how he's shaped you, made your perspective to appreciate all these little things 
Um, with that, I would say, what is one thing you'd like to leave with our uh, listeners, you know, to encourage them and bring hope for the road ahead? I think what I would say, because I, I okay, I don't want to offer some kind of pat like answer here. You know, there's joy and hope to hold on to. I think remember and look back, look back and remember, spend some time looking back write down some things that you remember for how maybe you don't have a faith background yet, but you can see how you have pulled through. You can see ways that other people have showed up for you. Um, you know, whether that's a teacher or a therapist or family, friends, neighbors, whatever, you can see those things and write those things down and then spend some time celebrating the way that you have been provided for. Because I think, you know, again, when we're in the middle of our circumstances, it can feel like a big storm where you can't see, you know, the snow is pouring down so hard, it's white out, um, and we literally cannot see God at work. And it feels like he's probably not there. Mm -hmm. um, but when we look back at our, our past circumstances, I find that just to be so powerful to remember his character, who he promised that he, you know, who he promised he was and that he did indeed show up that way and he will again um that i think is what i would want to leave our listeners with i would say um very similar to what she's saying uh but let people in it's okay to yeah. let people come into your life i am not a people person i don't like people sometimes and that's just who i am <laughs> And uh, Becca has pushed that on me to, it's okay, it's okay. And it's been great, you know, if if I wasn't challenged in that way, we wouldn't have the experiences that we've had and allowing people to help or allowing people to just come and talk or allowing people to just be part of the journey with us. You know, there has been so many people that have uh, committed their life to Christ or rededicated their life to Christ with just Titus's story like mm -hmm. it's been so cool if we didn't allow that um out and just kept it in none of this would have happened the way that God intended it maybe you know so I think it's important to really kind of sit back and, and let God take the driver wheel and, and just go with it and we just go along with the ride and yeah it's going to be extremely hard I mean it's not easy whatsoever but I think just letting people in and allowing God to do what he does and us stay out of the way. So. Mm -hmm. Gosh, you guys, thank you so much again for coming mm -hmm. and sharing your story with us, Danny and Becca. We are so honored that you would. And we know that this is going to help so many of our listeners, so many of our families that are going through medical um, diagnoses and that whole process um, and living in that. And so you guys have um, just really blessed them. I'm sure of that. And I, and I know you've blessed us in this conversation. So, and thank you guys so much for coming. We just so appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I just yes, thank you. really enjoyed this conversation. Resources and contact information for today's podcast will be included in the show notes. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please share us with others and be sure to follow us so you won't miss an episode. And we'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment or rating and connect with us on social media or on our website at hopeonthehardroad.org.